Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new week. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back to the show, kids. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today on this Monday, June 22nd. Got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, because it's Munchin' Monday. And I'm giving Eddie Pence a treat, <laughs> his favorite milkshake, Such the old school McDonald's milkshake with plenty of potatoes uh, in them. The just, old potato shake. Just the way McDonald's <laughs> used to make them, according to Eddie Pence. But you know, Eddie is wrong from time to time. Maybe. Maybe. So uh, we will taste test the potato <laughs> shakes to see if they're just as good as Eddie remembers. Oh, yeah, we got some the, fresh Idaho spuds. We got the spuds on the countertop there. We just uh, were making those. And uh, for you, uh, two and three and four star generals who get the uh, bonus video edition <laughs> of the Ralph Report, you'll get to see me making them. We're going to show you the behind oh, the scenes of yeah. me actually making the shake so you know it's for real. You'll see the potatoes and the ice cream and the milk and the chocolate syrup. Oh, I can't wait. Being mixed together. I really can't wait. Well, it's all you're doing. We have you to thank. You are Spartacus. You brought us here. Uh, what else we got today? All the usual nonsense, all your entertainment news. We got some phone calls from the Ralph Report hotline. We've got, uh, you know, it's good stuff. Just stick around. You'll have a good time. I guarantee. I guarantee. First and foremost, how was your Father's Day weekend, Eddie Pence? It was nice. I didn't, oh, do... I didn't even introduce this yet. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, go it's for my it. bad. Do that. I'm your old podcast pal, as if you couldn't guess by now, Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself. Give him a warm post-Father's Day welcome. It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho. All right. Now back to where we were. Your Father's Day festivities. It's pretty uneventful. We had the live stream on Saturday. Yeah, I just kind we of did. Did that? Hung out. I I took Colton over after that to uh, my friend Jen and Cody. They have a pool at their at Cody's parents' house where we filmed our uh, swing break show right. uh, during the quarantine or the uh, furlough. So we Colton played in the pool a little bit. Just hung out. Then yesterday didn't do much. Just no, made some dinner at home. That's about it. You had to work on Father's Day. You had to make the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tracy loves cooking. She's been cooking, but she knows what I like. She, she's like, I know you like a nice steak, and you like to cook it a certain way, so you do it. Well, tell her to get so her ass out there. She's not good on the get grill. Get to work, woman. That's what you should have said. She's not good on the grill. Listen, Eddie, if anybody knows anything about a successful marriage, it's me. And here's, <laughs> Okay, let me take some. Let me get a pen. Here's how, you, here's how you treat your, your lady on Father's Day. You go, listen, woman. Oh, they like that. Get out there. And they really like that. Char me some meat. Give me some animal flesh. Yeah, real mistake. I'm a man. Men, I, men I like meat. It. You, 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 you should bow down to me, woman. <laughs> oh, this is what. These are good notes. Yeah, Thank work, you. I'll, I'll work, try these out. I'll work when well I get home. Me. Well, I'm sorry you had to make your own steak, but I hope it was to your liking. Oh, I like cooking. I like grilling. 
Yeah. Grilling's fun. Grilling is fun. Yeah. So Men grill, like grilling. I don't know why. It's a fire and then there's meat I on guess. top of it. It's part of our lizard brain, I yeah. guess, that we go back to uh, the primordial ooze. So make a nice medium rare ribeye and I had a good meal. Ribeye. Yeah. Really? That's what, I, what do you like? I'm a filet mignon, oh, man. filet mignon. Filet mignon. Ribeye's better. Yeah. The girls took me out uh, Saturday after our live stream. Had a, a secret location restaurant picked out for me. One that was open and practicing serious COVID-19 precautions. Really? Yeah. We went to a little restaurant here in the neighborhood. And I got to tell you, I was so impressed by how these people were operating. There mm. were only, it's a small restaurant anyway. So they were only seating every other table. Okay. You had to wear your mask to get into the building. Once you were sat at your table, you were allowed to remove your mask with your party because I think they assume you know the people you're dining <laughs> yeah. with, which is reasonable. But everyone who came to the table was not only masked, but also had a shield on, one of those plastic shields. Oh, really? And everybody was gloved up. And I got to say, this is my second outing into the world, my only my second time being out since the quarantine began. I felt pretty comfortable with it. Oh, really? It was weird as shit. Don't get yeah. me wrong to look around and see everybody wearing surgical masks and, and latex gloves and, you know, there's shields in front of their faces. It's not a normal experience by any stretch of the imagination. But I really felt like they were taking it seriously. And, uh, and the meal was amazing. Was it fairly? Well, I guess that's the first cooked out meal you've had. First restaurant right? meal I've had wow. in months. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't had, I haven't had one of those yet. And I'll tell you something. Kids, I know we're all doing our best thing to stay safe. And please don't take my example as the way go. You know, judge your own risk level, what you're comfortable with. But I'll never take for granted eating in a restaurant again. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> I had him shake me up a couple ice cold martinis because, oh. you know, Saturday was a vodka day. Oh, I that's planned right. ahead. That's right. Good for you. Smart. And, um, and I had a filet mignon. Mignon. And I had uh, a lump crab cake to start things off. Wow. It was delicious. Were they busy? I mean, if they're sitting half every, every other table, were they all filled up? Were the other tables filled up? As you can imagine, they're only taking half of right. the reservations. And Carrie was saying on our way there that we got the last reservation. There was oh, well. something available uh, that we got at 530. Nothing available in the restaurant until after 830 later that night. So everybody is itching, obviously, to get out. Yes. And this place, one of the reasons she picked it was it had a very high rating in terms of how they're handling right. their COVID precautions. So it's a popular choice. And yeah, they were they were they were booked up. I hope they can make enough money to sustain being open. That's at half how capacity. I felt yeah. was good for them. But obviously, it's going to be a challenge for them right. to try to make their nut when they're only serving half the people. I know that wait staff has to make money. The bartender's got to make their money. And it's just, yeah, yeah it's I uh, I grossly overtipped. <laughs> Well, Carrie I'm, was like, really? That's what you're leaving? I was that, like, this guy's only making yeah. half of whatever he would usually make. Yeah. The service was excellent. The least I could do is try to, you know, make up the difference a little bit, you know? Yeah, you got to sort of shoulder that burden a little bit, I think. Yeah, so uh, it was a lovely, lovely day on Saturday. That's nice. And uh, Sunday was tough because it's the first Father's Day without my dad. Yeah. And... uh you know, he passed away on the on the uh, first of the year, so I've had you know six months to to come to grips with it and cope. But certain days, obviously, are going to trigger you a little bit more than others. Oh, yeah. So, 
So Sunday was tough, and then uh, the girls left to go to Carrie's house Sunday morning. So watching my kid leave with my dad being gone, oh. I was like, oh, man, happy Father's Day. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. That's all right. It's uh, it's part of the process. You know, you yeah. have to kind of go through those things to get back to a, a baseline, whatever that may be. So Well, now we get to have potato shakes. Now we're going to have potato so, shakes. See? It's all better. She's moved, closes a door, he opens a window. Daddy's here to make it better. All hell she's moved. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We'll be drinking those <laughs> frosty cold chocolate potato shakes. Later. Oh, chocolate. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought it was vanilla. Oh, we can do vanilla. No, no, chocolate's good. No, but see, you said chocolate. I asked you what flavor, and you said chocolate. Well, I mentioned, you mentioned on the live stream that you had vanilla ice cream. I did, yeah. I didn't so. know if you had just gotten vanilla or you got chocolate as well. I didn't get chocolate ice cream. Oh, I got chocolate syrup. I've got chocolate syrup. Oh, okay. So we, I've got vanilla ice cream, and I was going to put... You said chocolate. You wanted a chocolate I want shake. chocolate. If you can do chocolate, do chocolate. So I've got the chocolate syrup that we'll put in to make it a chocolate shake. Uh, I mean, nothing is better shake. But my with, with fear potatoes is than chocolate. chocolate, you know, fixes everything. Chocolate and alcohol are the two things that will fix everything oh, in your okay. life. Well, if you don't want so to do chocolate. my fear is the chocolate will over will mask the horror that is potato <laughs> shakes. Okay. And then you'll still believe that somehow there's a way you can make a milkshake <laughs> using right, for potatoes. The, for the sake of science, I will not do the chocolate. All right. We'll go straight up go vanilla. Straight vanilla straight, for the sake of science. Straight up vanilla potato shake. That's what we're featuring today. All right. Uh, but before you get that goodness, like all good shakes, we're going to save that for dessert. Mm. First, you got to eat your vegetable, boys and girls. So we got our show going on for you today. Thanks again, by the way, before we get going, to everybody who showed up on Saturday. These virtual cocktail parties are just a blast, and it's really one of the highlights of my week. And they just get more and more fun, and everyone's different, and everyone has a different vibe. Yeah. And it's just, it was a very sort of low-key, chill one this past Saturday, but we got to see some people we hadn't seen before, like Bjorn from Cincinnati. Yeah, Bjorn. Got to see his face. Uh, Nico, of course, was there uh, stoned. <laughs> I think I can. I can't tell I can't whether tell that's just his laid back attitude or whether that's just the way it that is. That might just be Nico, but he's I always there, just kind of slumped back on the couch, <laughs> and his kids are buzzing around like, like beetles. Oh, that was fun. And uh, yeah. it, was, it was good to see our kids too. You had Livy was on there. Yeah, for a while. Livy Cold came on. She didn't want to get off the screen. No, she was she having did not. a good time being there on the show, and it was the Father's Day edition, so yeah. it certainly. Uh, made sense and colton uh, stopped by as well the only thing we're missing was steve ashton a lot of people were asking how steve doing apparently he's feeling better so hopefully uh, he'll be on for this saturday and be joining us the rest of the week nice. for his usual segments and speaking of usual segments sweet segue ralph <laughs> we love it when you guys the garmy reach out to us whether it's via email at ralph at the ralph report.com steve at the ralph report.com eddie at the ralph report.com or when you reach out to us on social media, as so many of you did this weekend, wishing us uh, glad tidings for yes, Father's thank Day. thank you very much. And happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Too. Indeed. Yeah. It's a day late, but still. Yeah. Our hearts were with you yesterday when it counted. And uh, so many people. Thank you so much. Um, or you can do what many people choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. All we ask is that you dial the magic phone number one eight three three hi Ralph? <laughs> Love when you leave your messages because I get to listen to them all and then I grab a couple and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now And see 
The vast majority of phone messages left on the Ralph Report hotline this weekend were also wishes for a happy Father's Day for uh, both myself and Eddie and Steve Ashton as well. So thanks to everybody for that. Uh, Bojack from BC called in speaking of Father's Day, and he had a request. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Edwin. Bojack from BC calling. It being Father's Day weekend here, I propose a topic of discussion for Monday's show. How about fatherly advice on Father's Day? Uh, this is my first Father's Day, and you and Edwin both have a couple years under your belt. Just a thought there. Some fatherly advice on Father's Day. Um, love you guys. Mean it. Bye. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you, Bojack. It's it's very presumptuous, I think, for any <laughs> parent to tell someone else how to parent. Yeah. Because everybody's style's different. Everybody's kids are different. Yeah. And what works with me and my kid may not work with Eddie and his kid. Right. I mean, first of all, <laughs> Colton is a free-range child. There isn't really a lot of parenting going no, on in that Definitely household. not a helicopter parent. It's sleep definitely when you not. want, eat when you want, do what you like, run around. You no, know, clog, clothes optional. Clog toilets, just go nuts, <laughs> just whatever you want to do. So I'm waiting to hear what Eddie's advice uh, is. But Bojack, this is my take. And I think this is pretty good catch-all information that that would work with any kid. And I think it does with mine, and I know it did for me with my dad when I was growing up. It's just try to foster as much communication as possible. Mm -hmm. It seems like the worst case scenario when it comes to parenting is when you have that disconnect and both sides can't talk to each other about whatever. Yeah. Uh, my The thing I keep drilling into Olivia and, has, and have since she was little was that no matter what, even if you do something wrong or you get in trouble or something bad is happening, you can come to me at all times and talk to me about anything. And I may be upset or it may be a problem, but I will always love you and I'll always listen to you and you can always come to me. I'm always on your side. Yeah. And I think once a kid knows that, it's an enormous uh, sense of empowerment that comes with them throughout the rest of their life. I agree with that. That's yeah. a, to, to have that level of trust with your child is a, is a big thing to foster early on. I think it's easier maybe with uh, only children as opposed to mm. siblings because siblings, there seems to be – there's always that divide between the parents and siblings. Right. It's us versus them sort of thing. Whereas when you're a, a three-person family, you're like, you know, with an only child, it seems to be like you're all together a little bit more. It yeah. just, that, I mean, that's just my experience of having an only child. Same here. And growing up with a sibling. Um, my other advice, it'd be like, just don't underestimate your kid. Kids are smarter and more perceptive than you could ever possibly think. Ah, that's a good point. Um, they know what's going on. Talk to them. You don't have to treat them like an adult. You treat them like, you know, they are a child, but you can talk to them like they're an adult. They, they, they can talk, they can speak with you on that level. They have that type of understanding, mm-hmm. even at a very early age. And if you communicate with them like that at an early age, that communication goes throughout as as they grow up, you continue to communicate that way. And I think you that helps foster that level of trust and communication you have as they get older. And the truth is they're gonna keep some shit from they you. They will. We that's, all t- that's yes. just that's a kid that's being true. a kid. And yes. they're not gonna tell you everything. But if you can establish those lines of communication early on, I think you can get the majority of it. Yes. And hopefully you'll get the best and the worst of it. And whatever they keep to themselves, yeah. look, they're individuals. They're they're entitled to a certain amount of privacy as well. Of course. But uh, it's an excellent point you make is that uh, treat them with uh, respect. And also, I found honor their opinions about stuff, you know, don't discount whatever they think or say simply because they're young. 
listen to their take on stuff. And if they've got opinions about their life or the way the household's being run or the way the family works, you know, listen to it. Respect them the way you would yeah, anybody in absolutely. A, that you're in a relationship They're an individual. With. They're a human being. Give them that respect. So there you go, Bojank. That's uh, what little we know about parenting. <laughs> Very little. We're happy to share with you, and I certainly hope uh, your first Father's Day uh, was a was a happy and healthy yes. one. Next up is uh, Craig. Remember Angie called in last week, offering up some heads for us. Oh yes, she's going to deliver raw heads. She's going to deliver some raw severed animal heads. <laughs> Thank you, because she had a hookup. She she knew a guy. <laughs> she knows a guy. And we're like, where do you go to get animal heads? How do you? What kind of business is that? Well, I'm glad Craig called in because apparently now we know where Angie would go. Mm. Are you looking for some heads? Well, come on down to Craig's Head Shack. We got all the heads you could ever want. We got boat heads. We have horse heads. We even got imported moose heads. We even got so much head here, you'll lose your ever-loving mind. Some say eating face was reserved for people high on bath salts in Florida. But now you can enjoy the practice in the comfort of your own home. All of our heads came from animals sacrificed to, to the great Egyptian god Shiznu. So don't lose your head. Call Craig Fedshack and get your head half off the body. Craig Fedshack. Body not included. Right? Nice. <laughs> uh, Craig's head shack. He started veering off the track there towards the yeah, end. Yeah, he started to crack himself up, which is always a good sign. Well done, Craig. Nice Well-crafted bit of uh, sketch comedy there, sir. Um, the Shocker called in. Yeah, you heard me. Oh, the Shocker. The Shocker. Oh. What's that, uh, Two in the Pink, One in the Stink? Yeah, the, so. You know what the Shocker yeah. was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shocker <laughs> called in with a request I'm happy to fulfill. Well, Shocker here. Uh, oh, hi, Eddie. Right, <laughs> hey. so... Uh, you mentioned that Edwin was from Philly. Yes. I, I would love to hear you do Edwin singing Fly Eagles Fly. Oh, oh no. LMA. How awesome would that be? No. If hometown, if hometown legend Edwin, legendary comedian actor, mm-hmm. was singing the Eiffel of Eagles Ugh. Fight song, wouldn't that be Gross. a lovely combination? No, it would not. Thank you. I'm glad you agree. Mm. Fly, oh. Eagles, fly. On the road to victory, don't you know? Oh, fight, Eagles, fight. It's even worse. Score a touchdown, one, two, three. Oh, hit them low, hit them high, oh. and watch those Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, don't you know? Oh, God, oh was yeah, so much worse than the actual song. Getting you ready for football season oh. that may or may not happen. Yeah, don't jinx it. So we'll wait and see. Al called in with an interesting topic of conversation. I uh, recently answered this on Twitter, I believe, but I would like to hear Eddie's. Mm. Hi, Ralph. This is Al Manorino, the resident Garmy photographer. Uh, I had a really strange thing happen to me this weekend. I was in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, and out of nowhere, Jack Antonoff of Bleachers stopped on his bicycle uh, right in front of me. And I I was thinking for you and Eddie, what is the strangest celebrity encounter you've ever had? 
I think mine is still uh, crossing a street in Santa Monica and seeing Francis McDormand on a bicycle. <laughs> uh, strange coincidence, but uh, thought that'd be a fun question for you. Also, uh, Garmy member Ryan DeMarco got engaged this weekend, so I thought you'd give him a shout out. Uh, thanks again. And uh, I wish there was a way to delete this. Yeah, sorry. I wish there was a way to delete this. <laughs> hey, Ryan DeMarco, congratulations on your uh, engagement. Yes, correct. May uh, she's move bless your union. <laughs> Oh, all hell she's moved. Sorry. Right, to give Sorry. Thanks and praise. I, we did it once. I didn't know what we were doing. Uh, every time. I didn't know. Now, what? You think you only pray to she's moved once? No, I just did. Anytime he comes up, he, gets, he gets what he deserves. Sorry, she's moved. Celebs, when they're out of context, is a fascinating phenomenon. When you see somebody famous in a location or situation that you don't expect to see yeah. them, always weird. I was asked this question literally on Twitter last week, it may have been. And I said the strangest one for me was... I was in New York and I was doing Babylon there and I was going to Philly for a friend's event and it was kind of a dressy deal and I had to, I needed a sports coat and I didn't have one. Uh -huh. So I popped into Bloomingdale's there in New York City and I'm uh, going through the rack of sport coats and right next to me there's a guy looking in one of those mirrors with the triple sides so you can see all angles and he's trying on a tuxedo. And I look up and it's Frankie Valley from Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. <laughs> really? Picking out a tuxedo, I'm guessing for a gig or something, but it was so strange because I had just seen Jersey Boys, the yeah. movie, Clint Eastwood movie, not that long beforehand. So there I am looking at the real deal, and he's and he's a tiny little older Italian gentleman just trying on tuxedos. I was like, wow, that's Frankie Valley. That was weird. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. And another shopping thing, uh, when I was a kid, we were on vacation in Hawaii, and we were at, a, I think, a Sears in a mall in Hawaii <laughs> getting some shorts or a swimsuit for my dad. And going through shirts there was Ross Martin, star of Wild Wild West. Really? Artemis Gordon. Yeah. And I was a huge fan of that show as a kid. So I was so wide-eyed. I was probably 10, 11 years old at the and time. And you knew it was him. You didn't think I it was just someone that looked like him. No, I knew exactly that it was him. And I had the balls to go up and say, uh, Mr. Martin, um, I love Wild Wild West. And he could not have been nicer. Gave oh, me an autograph nice. and talked to me about the show and everything. That's he, how you do it. He was a sweetheart. That's but, how you do uh, it. Those are the two of the biggest sort of like, well, I didn't expect that today kind of moments with celebrities. The one I had that wasn't, I didn't even know I was talking to the person I was talking to. That is, I that's was, a deep dive. This was right outside of my apartment building. This was probably like 15, 20 years ago. I was only yeah i was only about an hour for years i had my dog out front i was walking my dog and this woman walks up and she starts petting him and talking to him and i'm having a full-on conversation with her and she's like for like five minutes and then she walks back up and she goes and she's hiking Runyon canyon or whatever and tracy's standing right beside me and i look over and her, she's just like her mouth is agape and i'm like what and she's like that was cameron diaz oh and i'm wow. like i was it i had no i wasn't even i didn't even pay it it didn't even register in my head yeah when you're not speaking, looking for it sometimes you don't even recognize didn't even recognize it. tracy was like no, i can't believe you just didn't even talk you you didn't even acknowledge i'm like i didn't know it was her yeah i didn't even think about it no. i was just having a conversation even when you do even when you are in a situation where you would expect it sometimes it's you get gobsmacked because i was going to an audition once in this little studio over in santa monica and I'd parked my car and I was walking across the, the, the parking lot to get in the entrance of the building. And this older gentleman had come out of the building, but he was reading a newspaper. So the newspaper was pretty much in front of his face. 
And because he was making a beeline out and I was making a beeline in, we were sort of on a collision course. And at one point, he lowered the paper and looked up and said, oh, excuse me. It was Robert Redford. <laughs> you don't expect a guy to drop a newspaper and be Robert Redford. Hello. Oh, hello there. It was like a cameo in a movie or something because literally his face was covered when until I got about 14 inches away from the guy. Oh, he was wow. like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be. <laughs> no. You're Robert Redford. Punch me in the face. And I just, I was so rattled. I think I blew the audition, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Wow. All right. So there you go, Al. There's a couple for you. If you've got any, uh, this could be a fun topic. If you've got a fun uh, celebrity encounter, why don't you leave it on the voicemail message? And maybe we'll uh, we'll mine a new segment out of that. All right, we gotta we gotta deal with the new gate first. First, it was Shake Gate. <laughs> okay, now we got Corn Gate. <laughs> Eddie Pence eats corn raw, yes, like, like an animal. People eat corn, sweet corn. You eat raw, like some kind of uh, farm animal. He eats raw corn off of the off the cob. He shucks it and then just eats it. Well, you it. can. If you're a Cro-Magnon, oh, man. Oh, no, you can do it. A lot of people balked at the idea oh, come of eating on. raw corn. Some people who know a thing or two about corn, by the way. Okay. Jesus Christ, as a boy from Iowa, I tell you what, you don't eat raw corn, right? jackass. Right? Oh, God, Eddie, you kill me. Yes. LMD, boys. Yes, thank you, Iowa, for, your, for well, calling in. I don't think you eat animal heads, so there. Corn country calling in. Mm. Marie's got a suggestion for corn gate. Hi, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. Marie from Middletown, New Jersey here, four-star general. Eddie, here is your chance to turn the tables on Ralph. Mm. Munching Monday, raw <laughs> corn on the cob. Yes. And you're totally right about wiping butts with corn on the cob. Thank you. Because my mom talked about how her family, who lived in Georgia, used to use that and the Sears catalog mm -hmm. in the outhouse. LMB, guys. Corn cobs and the Sears catalog in the outhouse. Well, Sears catalog is not going to be good because that's smooth paper. Oh my god! You got the cob will get up. In. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm pretty sure Marie owns a bird too. By yeah, the there's way. A, on her shoulder. So as I'm, she was I'm discounting her call because anyone who owns a bird's a nut loaf. <laughs> birds aren't pets. They're not. No, I have a whole bit about it. And uh, lastly, still more on Corngate. Damien called in from down under. Even people from Australia are weighing in on this topic. Mm. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Damien from Brisbane, Australia. One star general. A couple of things. Firstly, uh, Eddie Pence eating corn on the cob raw. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Seriously. That's fucked up. Why? I got me thinking. Why do we call it an ear of corn? Oh, I don't oh. think anything else fruit or veggie is called an ear. True. Why is it an ear of corn? Maybe that would be a pretty good, where would it come from? Right. Anyway, LMB. <laughs> All right, Damien, thanks for the question. Why do we call it an ear of corn? I do not Why know. Why do you eat an ear of corn? We know you eat a head of lettuce. Yeah, we do. But there's no other really body parts named <laughs> after vegetables that I know Nose of. Nose of carrot. You don't get a couple lips of green beans. <laughs> it's just an ear of corn. Why is that? I'm glad you asked. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I'll fucking build no. Well, it turns out this is a case of a homonym. Hmm. And we know about homonyms, right? We learned that on yeah. the show recently. Yeah. A homonym is a word that is perhaps spelled the same, but is not necessarily have the same meaning. Gotcha. And so uh, that's what the uh, the background of the ear of corn is. It turns out 
that there's an old Germanic word, ear, but it's spelled A-H-I-R, and that means the husk or chaff of a growing plant. And so an ear of corn was known as the bit of corn that came out of the husk of the corn stalk. So over the years of using that word ear, A-H-I-R, eventually in English, we just homogenized it and made the Uh, E-A-R ear ear mean both. So the ear, as it's spelt for the things that hang off the side of your head, also has the same meaning as the ear of corn. But many, many, many years ago... They were actually different words and uh, meant different things, even though the sounds were the same. And if you look at a lot of other languages, like German, for example, they also have ear of corn and your your ears on the side of your head, but they are spelled differently. They Hmm. kept the original spelling. So those are separate words, even though they sound the same. We're lazy Americans, so we just lumped <laughs> like it together. Like to economize our words. And made them into a homograph, <laughs> if you will. Now they're spelled the same. And now you know, Damien, why we call it an ear of corn. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Ah! All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for calling in and leaving your messages. You, too, can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror the way we do every Monday to find out what happened on this day, June 22nd, in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history June 22nd, 1342 Is the date that the fictional lead character of The Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins Returned to his home at Bag End in Shire Reckoning. Oh. It's a fictional character, but it's a real date. But Bilbo just died. Ian yes, Holmes just we just away. lost Ian Holm. Uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about him in the yeah. showbiz news, but a very talented actor. On this day in 1377, Richard II succeeded Edward III as King of England upon the death of Edward. Ten-year-old Richard succeeded to the throne. Mm. And, ten. Yeah, he was ten. Yeah. His uh, his his reign did not go that well. Of course, Shakespeare wrote a play about Richard II, which includes the legendary quote, I wasted time, and now doth time waste me. Isn't that good? <laughs> That's a good line. That's good. That's a good line. On this day in 1535, Cardinal John Fisher was beheaded on Tower Hill in London Ooh. for refusing to acknowledge Henry VIII as the head of the Church of England. Hmm. Things people do for religion. If I was Cardinal John Fisher, I'd be like, 
you know what, Henry? You know what, Hank? It's all yours. You, you want to be the lead? You're, I'm all good. You're the guy. You just let me keep my head. Everything's going to be everything. We can be pals. <laughs> I would not. I would not nope. lose my head over that argument. Nope. Seems a little nuts. Speaking of religion, on this day in 1633, Galileo was forced by the Inquisition in Rome to renounce his belief that the earth revolved around the sun. How dare he? How dare he believe in science and truth? Well, I guess if people didn't stick up for what they believe, like the guy before and then Galileo, then we never would have had the progress to go forward with science. Yeah, I suppose. You know, we'd still be living in that age. Yeah, he was forced to recant his views by the Pope and the Inquisition, saying, no, we're the most important thing in the world. The sun revolves around us. <laughs> but of course, it was uh, proven that Galileo was in fact right. However, don't worry. The Vatican did admit it was wrong on October 31st. Huh. 1992, it, they mm. finally stepped up and said, all right, he, the, the he was right. The earth revolves around the sun. Wow. God. Yeah. They officially admitted they were wrong. That's insane. In 1992. That's insane. That's religion. 1832. You know how I feel about the 1800s, Eddie Pence? Right. So many goddamn inventions. <laughs> John Howe invented a machine, Eddie Pence. How? Uh, really? Why? Come on. That's that that's, wasn't that's, a, where you're that's go. not bad. That's not bad. It's bad. It's not good. It's not bad. He invented a machine <laughs> that manufactured straight pins. Up until 1832, they were all curved. Straight No. <laughs> straight pins had to be manufactured by hand. Oh. There was a manual process to to create a straight pin. Yeah. You just put them between both hands and just roll it, right? No. It, 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 the, 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 uh, the manual process required 18 separate steps oh my God. to make a straight pin. That's a pain in the ass. And John Howe looked at this and said, there's got to be a better way than this. <laughs> but the, the pin maker union, I bet oh, they were pissed. Big they, pin did not like that. They were out of a job. They needed those 18 <laughs> separate steps. That sounds like a union gig well, right I mean, you're busting up 18 union jobs. That's right. All right, this day in 1849, Stephen C. Massett opened a concert in San Francisco using the only piano in Northern California. They only had one. Really? Yeah. Huh. Someone was missing out on an opportunity right? there to go into the piano selling oh, business. A piano shop, you'll make a killing. The mid-1800s. 1868, Arkansas rejoined the United States. Oh, welcome back, oh. Arkansas. <laughs> United States said, okay, you can come back, but we missed you. cut the shit. Stop being a dick. Stop it. 1870. U.S. Congress created the Department of Justice. Hmm. 2020, Bill Barr <laughs> destroyed the, ended it. the Department of Justice. <laughs> 1874, Dr. Andrew T. Stilt. I'm sorry, still, not Stilt. Oh. Andrew T. Still discovered the science of osteopathy. What's osteopathy? He was the first osteopath. They are a medical practice that emphasizes the treatment of Medical disorders throughout the body, but with the manipulation of bones and joints and muscles. Oh, like chiropractor? Chiropractor is focused more more just on the joints. Okay. The osteopaths believe that the, the health of your skeletal system and your muscular system influences all kinds of health throughout all the body hmm. systems. So okay. they are very focused on that. Okay. Believe what you will about okay. that. 1910, the first airship with passengers set afloat, the Zeppelin Deutschland. Ooh. Oh, if it comes out of Germany, it's got to be good. Right. 1923, Manitoba repealed the Prohibition Act of 1916. You could finally get a drink in Manitoba. Yay! Oh, thank God. <laughs> 
On this day in 1932, Congress approved the Lindbergh Act, making kidnapping a baby a federal offense. Oh. I would think they would make that a federal offense earlier That's than probably that. Just an over, they probably just didn't think of that when they were writing the original Who's going to steal babies? Right. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, that shit. guy just Somebody, had his baby stolen. There's no law against it. we got to add that one. 1934, <laughs> speaking of the law, John Dillinger was named America's first public enemy number one. That's got to be a badge of honor if you're yeah. a gangster, right? Especially if you have a badass name like Dillinger. Dillinger. Hey, you know all you other guys who rob and stuff? Nah. Nah, I'm the one. I'm, I'm the, number one. I'm the best. I'm the one they want the most. You guys, you all suck. 1940, France surrendered to Nazi Germany on this day, Come June on, 22nd. France. Uh, and the northern half of the country was already occupied. The south was established as the Nazi state of Vichy, France at the time. And uh, that created the phrase, of course, uh, cheese-eating surrender monkeys. Mm. Of course, that's where that comes from. Mm. Yes. Uh, 1954, the American Chicle Company registered Rolades as a trademark for their antacid mints. Still selling those today? Yeah. The good old Rolades. 1961, four lads from Liverpool who were working in Hamburg, Germany at the time, playing some music, recorded their first records. They recorded five different songs on this one day, most of them with uh, Tony Sheridan, who was a singer they were backing up there in Hamburg, like My Bonnie, Nobody's Child, Why, The Saints Go Marching In, Cry for a Shadow, and then this one, which actually a guy named John Lennon sang the lead on, making this really technically the very first Beatles record from 1961. It's called Ain't She Sweet. You would not listen to that and say, this is going to be the biggest band of all No, time. you would not. Just goes to show you. From Little Acorns, yes. Big Oak Trees Grow. Keep working. That's right. Keep working. Speaking of working, 1962 on this day. Yeah? Yeah. What? The first test flight of a hovercraft <laughs> on this day in 1962. <laughs> was it successful? Oh, was it ever. Oh, if I had only been there <laughs> to be in that hovercraft the first time. <gasps> I guess it's flying, low risk to be on a hovercraft for a test flight. Flying across the water and the land in a hovercraft. So cool. <laughs> you're only a foot off the ground. Oh, it's the best. You're going fast. <laughs> you're riding on a cushion of air. There's no friction. It's genius. <laughs> Just a bunch of fans pointed down, you right? You don't know, man. 19, air dryers. 1969, Cleveland's Cuyahoga River caught fire oh, due yeah, to the, uh, the fire pollution. Uh, excuse me, the, uh, the water pollution that was yeah. present in the fire at the time. Their river caught fire yeah that's all you need to know that's about why we Cleveland. have an epa and we have restrictions on things yeah. regulations 1971 walt disney's movie the rescuers was first released on this day did you ever see the rescuers i did uh tracy is horrified by that movie i'm sorry what happened she got, now well, she was a little girl and she was just horrified by that movie they're just little mice i know i can't get a girl if you bring up rescuers around her she's like she starts shaking her that and et she cannot abide those movies what weird because they freak her out for some reason but the rescuers were friendly mice. I, I guess there's something in there that's scary. They're trying to eat the mice. The, didn't the dad die or something? I don't know. I Usually, the, I if it's a Disney film, one yeah. of the parents dies. I think one of the parents gets eaten or something. So I think that just turned her off to the whole thing. Interestingly enough, The Rescuers is the first Disney film to ever get a sequel. Is it? Yes. Hmm. In 1990, The Rescuers Down Under was released. And it's the first uh, Disney film that ever got a, yeah. a second film. That's all they do now. That ain't that the truth. 
1983 was the first time a satellite was retrieved from orbit by a space shuttle on this day. It's pretty cool. 1984, Richard Branson's Virgin Atlantic Airways commenced operations with flights from Gatwick to New York, uh, Newark, rather, the first time. Virgin Atlantic's awesome. Virgin is the best That's goddamn the best airline on the airline. planet. So good. I love Virgin I so wish much. Virgin ran all airlines. I wish Virgin ran the world. I wish yeah. I wish Richard Branson was our king. I wouldn't mind that. And just run everything as well as he runs that goddamn airline. I would bow down to Richard Branson. I want to move into the lounge, the Virgin Lounge at the airport oh. in uh, in uh, Heath. Uh, what's it? Heathrow? Even, Boy, it's gorgeous. Even the ticket counter in LAX for Virgin. Oh, so cool. It's got music playing. It's oh, mood lighting. Man, so it's the best. It's an, it's an Austin Powers sketch. It really is. 1990, Florida passed a law which prohibited wearing a thong bathing suit. What? How is how can Florida be on the wrong side of history at every given opportunity? <laughs> Jesus. Of all the things fucked up with Florida, they're going to pass a law against thongs? Come on, Florida. God damn it, Florida. They should they should that should be the 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 state clothing apparel. <laughs> State uniform? Tank tank, tank tops and thongs. Yeah. Flip-flops. I'd go for that. Right? 2011, after being in hiding for 16 years, Boston gangster Whitey Bulger was arrested outside his apartment in Santa Monica, California Mm. on this day. Did you ever see Black Mass, the uh, Johnny Depp movie where he plays? I have seen that. Yeah. Great performance by him. And on this day in 2015, the internal medical journal JAMA announced that for the first time ever in America... Obese Americans outnumbered those that were simply overweight. <laughs> so we had more obese Americans than we had fat Americans for the first time in history on this day in 2015. Well, you got to look at that. Sometimes that scale is a little skewed because what they consider obese isn't really an obese person. Mm. Like if you look at my height compared to the weight chart, I am technically obese. I don't believe that. Technically on the weight chart, my, I'm a six foot tall person. I weigh about 220, 25 pounds. That borderline, I should be, I should technically weigh like 160 compared to those old weight charts. Well, if, so if you go if, by that, if if you're lost at sea, maybe you saying, should weigh 160. I'm just saying those old weight charts are a so little. You're skewed. saying the the criteria for obesity is they don't take in harsh. muscle mass and mm. you know stuff like that. I see bone density. Well, maybe they did it with the BMI. Maybe I don't know, but still. Not good, right? We're still a fat country. Don't get me wrong. We're still a very We're obese still country. way fat. Yes. We yeah. need to take better care of ourselves. And speaking of food, it's at this point that we take some food and run it past Eddie Pence to see if he Ooh. would eat it or not. This is a uh, day in history that has a food connected to it. We'll talk to Eddie to see if it's something that he will either eat or perhaps stick up his ass like a corn cob, apparently, <laughs> or pull out of his ass. Mm. I talked to Eddie about the food. Then we pulled the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If it hits a jackpot, if three of those food items come up on the reels in succession, boom, that means he eats it. Much celebration, big payoff. However, if they are mismatched, uh, sadness, frustration, raw corn. All right, here we go. On this day in 1847, a young man named Hanson Gregory, who would later become a a captain, by the way, he was just a 16-year-old crewman aboard a schooner. Jeez. That was transporting limestone. And he had brought with him his mother's fry cakes. It was just a ball of dough that you would fry in lard. Mm -hmm. And they would always give him indigestion because you'd fry the ball of of dough. And the outside would get nice and crispy and cooked. But the inside, you're eating raw Raw dough. dough. (laughs) 
and it would give him indigestion, and he hated it. So he was uh, there on the ship, and he took a piece of metal and punched a hole in the center of the dough so that they wouldn't have those doughy centers anymore. You would just fry the whole thing in a circular fashion. And on that day, this day in history, in 1847, 16-year-old Hanson Gregory created the goddamn donut. Wow. How about that? He's a hero of the world. He certainly is. Certainly to law enforcement everywhere. <laughs> so here's the question, Eddie Pants. Now, we're not talking about cream fill. We're not talking about jelly. We're not talking about glaze. We're not talking about crullers. We're not talking about bear claws. Just the old school cake donut. The raw, just unvarnished, uniced cake donut. Is that something you would eat, Eddie Pence? Let's find out. Pull that handle. Here we go. One donut, two donuts, three donuts. Eddie Pence is a donut. Eddie Pence is a donut. Eddie Pence is eating donuts. I mean, it's a dry eat. I cannot abide. It's a dry eat. I cannot abide a naked cake donut if you have a class of milk with you then it's you you can get it down there's no reason it's a dry eat in this day and age to eat just a i would cake eat it donut. i don't think i i don't think i'd go out and buy one i wouldn't i would it. never go to a donut shop and go oh give me that i'd go hungry i would if you had a plate of them and said this is breakfast i'd be like hmm, i'll wait till lunch i'm not eating it it's it's right it's 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 a goddamn crime remember, against donuts. Remember the Hostess pack that would come with the chocolate and the powdered, and then you had the plain donuts. Yeah, just the, just the, and those were always the ones that were left. Naked, shitty donuts just sitting there by themselves. <laughs> I mean, I would no eat it. Them. I wouldn't choose it. Yeah, I mean, look, if I had a gun to my head, of course I could do I'd it. I'd eat but it. Boy, it's re it's the really it's the but shittiest donut. You got to put something is. on it. Yeah, come on, come on. Come on, we're America. We're the we're the fattest country in Come the on. world. We can slap, fatten that up. Slap some icing on that donut and make it more palatable, won't you? <laughs> there you go. Eddie Pants is eating donuts. That's how we close out this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. Speaking of the great Mike Server who uh, created the intro and outro for that particular segment, mm -hmm. a lot of people are voting uh, yes on Mike's uh, It's a great to, uh, intro. At least be intro or the outro song. To yeah, it. I think we might One need to double down. We might need to have an intro and an outro, but Mike's uh, certainly getting a lot of love via email and the uh, the voicemails as well. All right, now it's time for us to take a look at entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Ian Holm had passed away at the age of 88. Bilbo Baggins in four different films, great British actor. Yes. He was in so many good films as well. Not only did he get his first sort of a touch of fame in a film called Chariots of Fire, he was actually Oscar nominated for his role as the athletic trainer in that film. But you have to forget, he was also an alien. He was the, yep. uh, he was the uh, android, an alien. Yep. I think that's decapitated Ash in that film. Brilliant performance. He was in uh, Brazil, Terry Gilliam's film Brazil as well ton of great performances just always good he was even the voice of uh, skinner the, the chef and ratatouille speaking of disney films so um sad news he passed away at the yeah. age of 88 but we give him a hail and hearty salute hey this is a surprise mm -hmm. turns out that hulu and amazon prime have pulled the episode of workaholics where chris huh. d'elia plays a child molester shocking what could be the reasoning behind that i wonder shocking yeah, you heard me right. There's an episode of the TV series Workaholics where Chris D'Elia plays a child molester that the boys become friends with. Oh, so funny. 
And so here's the thing. This is a wrong-headed plot for a comic episode anyway. Yes. And now you got Chris D'Elia, who, if, uh, if you missed out on the news, I don't know how you could, a great number of women came forward and said that Chris D'Elia tried to engage with them sexually, trying to get them to send him nudes. Um, some of the women said they were as young as 16 years old when the encounters took place. And so now, apparently, um, Hulu and Amazon Prime, if you go to that particular episode of Workaholics, you can no longer view that episode. That's probably good. Yeah. And the floodgates are opening on that whole comedy scene right now. It's crazy. It's, it's open. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. Have you been reading about the Jeff Ross thing? Yeah. Wow. That, uh, there's some other ones. I've heard names. Super. I don't want to name the name. Come on, name some names. I don't names. want to name the Because I don't know yet. I don't, I don't want to name stuff that isn't true yet. All right. That hasn't been put out yet. I don't want to do that. Jeff but. Ross's story is fucking creepy. Yeah. He got 15 this 15-year-old girl tickets to one of the uh, Comedy Central roasts yeah. so he could get a hold of her backstage. and they, It's all gross and behavior, And they started man. some sort of relationship or whatever. It's just... It's gross behavior. That There's a lot. There's a whole like subsector of that comedy store scene that it's just... It's always been repulsive to me. And, oh, and who's that Joey Diaz? That video with him and Joe Rogan yeah. talking about he would f tell women if you wanted to to get time on time. stage, you'd have to blow me. And, yeah. I, and they're all laughing about it. It makes your stomach turn. Yeah, there's stuff with Brian Callen, too. And it's just, yeah, it's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out soon. Here's the thing. Anybody who would engage a child for sex under the auspices of it being some sort of relationship is so goddamn powerless internally. They must feel so little of themselves oh, yeah. that they can't, assume that they could hold their own with an actual woman yeah and so they have to try to use their power to engage sexually with children they, they must feel so small around exactly. an actual woman and they they, they feel emasculated or powerless uh. and so this is the only place they can turn to where they feel like they have the upper hand on some level but they should be annihilated it's dark it's real dark so troubling to me especially as a father of a of a a daughter, but he just yeah, as a human being before I had kids, I would never in a million years engage yeah. a child. It's just, it's insane. And I understand there's a difference between being a performer and, you know, comedy gets groupies just like bands get right, groupies. Of course. And the, I don't see anything wrong with consensual sexual activity between a performer and someone who's a fan or something. No. But if you're the goddamn adult in the situation, you better act like it yeah. and recognize that. You're not going to engage a child even on the, you know, virtually. No, no photos, no. no weird text exchanges, nothing. Just and, let it be. And knowing that you are that star who's in their 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s, you have a certain power over someone, a child who's a teen who looks up to you and they're, they're not going to, they're going to be intimidated by you and you can use that to your advantage. It's just gross to think that people take advantage of situations like that. It's yeah. just, ah. Uh. Speaking of which, Ansel Elgort, the actor from Baby Driver, he's got a situation now oh, does where, he? where a girl went on Twitter, a girl named Gabby, saying that when she was 17 years old, he took her virginity, and it was one of those situations where she reached out via social media, and they engaged, and uh, he was 20 years old at the time. She was 17, which maybe makes a difference slightly. But again, what you're talking about is the power of celebrity of being in the public eye right. gives you an unfair advantage. Right. In those it's situations. not like some guy who's in high school is dating a girl who's a year or two younger than him, and they're sort of they have a relationship. I mean, that, I mean, technically that's statutory rape. But well, time, actually, in New York, the age of consent is 17. Is it 17? So okay. technically, I guess uh, it's not a crime, but still, it's, it's still, unsavory. It's just creepy. Best. 
He claims it was a consensual relationship that he broke off with her. Well, pretty much ghosted her and sure her feelings were hurt. And now this is some sort of revenge on mm -hmm. her part, which may or may not be so. But it's just all these stories are just so goddamn disgusting to me. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's 45? He's got a 23-year-old girlfriend. Is that Does okay? Uh, yeah. No matter okay. what your weekend was like, boys and girls, it wasn't as good as Leonardo DiCaprio's mm -hmm. as he celebrated his girlfriend's 23rd birthday wow. on a yacht. Yeah, they took a yacht out uh, off the coast of Malibu there at the Marina del Rey. And uh, they had a bunch of their friends. And apparently, uh, Leah was the only one wearing a mask. Everyone else was partying on the boat wow. uh, maskless. Well, he's the elder. <laughs> Yes. Now, kids, you can party, but I'm going to be over here in my mask because I'm 45 and I'm 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 that's I'm flirting with the danger zone. She was one when Titanic came out. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of insane. Here's the guest list, by the way. Actress Nina Dobrev, Olympic snowboarder Sean White, Kevin Conley from Entourage and Lucas Haas were also aboard. Those the dudes ship. are all old. They should be wearing masks. That's a weak ass party list, by the way. You'd think Leo would have a better crop of uh, party goers, but I guess many of his friends. I like, guess Clooney and Pitt want to. COVID is 19. <laughs> COVID 19 still a thing, dumbass. <sighs> and then there's D.L. Hughley. Oh, yeah. Who was performing at a Nashville comedy club. Did you see the video? Weekend. Yes, it's terrifying. It is. He's performing on stage, he's mid-act, and he starts to slur his words and just collapses on stage. So they rushed him to the hospital, and it turns out, when he said, when I came to, they were treating me for extreme exhaustion and dehydration, to which I always say, have a, have a glass of water and take a nap. What is this yeah. illness that only celebrities <laughs> get? Dehydration and exhaustion. There's guys who work in mines who don't come down with dehydration and exhaustion. I'm, I guess, I'm guessing that's excessive drinking. Yeah, It dehydrates you, and you're just not putting the liquids hey, back in your body. Look, listen, from a guy who knows a thing or two about excessive drinking, I've never passed out afterwards. No, but you drink some water, right? I drink some water and I take a nap and, there you I'm, go. and I'm okay. But it turns out they gave him a battery of tests and he tested positive for COVID-19. Mm, yeah. Now he's in a comedy club, mm -hmm. although it was reduced right. capacity. Still, he's there interacting with the staff of that comedy the club staff, and whatever. He's in the green room with the other comics. Exactly. He took a plane to get to that comedy yes. club. Had no idea. And then he wasn't showing any of the typical yeah. symptoms. He didn't have a fever or a cough or anything like that. But they said that part of the problem, why he, the reason he passed out was because that he was suffering with COVID-19. Yeah. And so he was just out there in the world. How many comedy clubs has he been to before this? Since he, while he's been a carrier. We gotta be smarter. All right, here's good news for you. You'll like this. Did you see where Mark Hamill has another role in the Star Wars universe? Did you see this story? I saw it. He did a voiceover, right? Yes. Uh, the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, yeah. which is behind-the-scenes story of The Mandalorian over there on Disney+, Plus, revealed in its final episode that there's an episode, I guess the fifth episode of the series, at a bar somewhere in The Mandalorian storyline. There is a bartending droid behind the bar named EV-99. Mm. And the voice of that droid is none other than uh, nice. Mark Hamill. He pops up all the time doing voiceover work in Star Wars. Does he really? He was in The Last Jedi. He was one of the guys gambling at casino at the at the casino, that little guy that was putting the coins in uh, BB-8. Yeah, that was him. That was Mark Hamill. I and then he that. did the voice in Rise of Skywalker. Remember at the beginning when the Falcon flies in, that, that spy guy with like the two horns on his head gives yeah, them yeah. The, and they plug it in R2. That guy who, that was Mark Hamill's voice. I had no idea. I thought this was... No, uh, he does little voiceover things here and there and then well, let you know about them later. Good for him. Yeah. Fun fun little Easter eggs yeah. for Star Wars so. fans. 
And lastly, you know I love a good collectible story. If you look around this room, you can tell I can't resist a good collectible <laughs> story. This is nuts, however. Are you familiar with the uh, famous MTV Unplugged Nirvana show? Yes. Kurt Cobain, of course, along with um, uh, Pat Smear and Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, they were all performing Unplugged there in the popular MTV, MTV Unplugged series. This was 1993, I guess? 93, 94-ish? Yeah. Right, right, right before he killed him. Yeah. It was just a few months later yeah. when he took his own life, yeah. So he's on stage, of course, a legendary. I mean, some great versions of Come As You Are and a couple of He covered classes. David Bowie songs. Yeah, The Man covered, Who Sold yeah. the World. So uh, the guitar that he played during that special was up for auction this past weekend, mm -hmm. and it was uh, Julian's Auctions. They do good work. It was expected to fetch... One to two million dollars. They wow. weren't quite sure how much. They were pretty sure it wasn't going to uh, top the previous high record for a celebrity guitar that was auctioned off, which belonged to David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. He had a Stratocaster that went up for auction that was sold for $3.95 million. Ooh. So Julian's was expecting somewhere in the one to two million dollar range. Eddie Pence for bonus points. <laughs> how much money did Kurt Cobain's guitar from MTV Unplugged finally end up selling for at auction on Saturday. $5 million. I'll give it to you. It was $6.01 million. Wow. Shattering the That's previous nuts. record. It is the most money ever paid for a guitar in auction. Really? In history. No Hendrix guitar went for more? Nope. Not, wow. This is the biggest seller ever, over $6 million for that particular. I mean, that's a huge, that's probably their most popular album i think even more than never mind the videos alone are iconic yeah i mean the people watch those forever but uh yeah i guess some wow. obviously wealthy uh, nirvana fan now yeah. now owns Damn. that guitar that's a lot of money for yeah. a guitar it is uh, by the way i know we got uh, people out there who are musicians who care about this kind of stuff it was a 1959 martin d 18e which apparently is a pretty high-end guitar to begin oh, with so that probably helped it probably helped indeed all right let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays all these stars born on this day June 22nd, starting with Donald Faison from Scrubs. He is 46 years old today. He and Zach Braff currently have a uh, Scrubs podcast that they do where they go episode by episode and talk about the show. Stay in your lane, boys. That's all I would say. <laughs> singer, actor Chris Christopherson is 84. Of course, great singer, songwriter, country music legend. Also an actor. He was in Star is Born with uh, Barbara Streisand yeah. famously. My favorite work of his is when he teamed up for this country supergroup. It was him and Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and Waylon Jennings. They called themselves the Highwaymen. And I'm not a big country music guy, but if you ever get your hands on this album, it's amazing. Here's a little bit. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. With the sea I did abide. Great stuff. Actress Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Do you know her? She does stand up. I've. I've Bumped into her a couple She's times, a yeah. lovely lady. She um, had agreed to do this show some time ago, and uh, scheduling just didn't work out. But hopefully we'll get Mary Lynn on to talk about her work on 24 and her stand-up stuff as well. She's 49. Singer Peter Asher of the 60s duo Peter and Gordon is 76. Please lock me away And don't allow the day Here inside Where I hide With my loneliness I don't care what they say, I won't stay in a world without love. 
Actor Klaus Maria Brandauer is 77 years old. Still, to my mind, one of the best Bond villains ever. Mm. Now, they don't count him usually because he was the villain in Never Say Never Again. That yeah. was the one that Connery did yeah. outside of the canon, right. outside the franchise. But his performance in that is outstanding. Also celebrating a birthday today, Eddie Kalen. Howard Eddie Kalen of the band The Turtles, 73. Some girls love to run Turtles. Yeah, we all do, kid. <laughs> Move along. Actor David L. Landers from uh, Laverne and Shirley of Lenny and Squiggy mm. fame is 73. Singer Todd Rundgren is 72. Meryl Streep is 71. Lindsay Wagner is also 71. The bionic woman. Mm. Oh, man. Did, mm -hmm. I want a, did I want some bionics with her? My bionic boner. Give her a bionic yeah. boner. 71. Singer Mike Edwards of Jesus Jones is 56. Actor Bruce Campbell is 62. How great is Bruce Campbell? I love Bruce Campbell. He's great in everything he does. Yeah, I hope they put him in the Doctor Strange movie. I do, too. Because Raimi's directed it, I know. so I hope he puts him in it. Entertaining as hell. Tracy Pollan, actress from Family Ties, who later went on to marry Michael J. Fox, 60 years old today. Singer Stephen Page, at one time lead singer for the Bare Naked Ladies out of Canada. Just not the same after he left. I love that band and his voice. He's 50. Talking to the old apartment This is where we used to live Broken glass, broken hungry Broken hearts and broken bones This is where we used to live my pal Carson Daly, host of The Voice, of course, also works over there on the Today Show, is 47 years old. And singer Cindy Lauper is 67. You ever see that video? Yeah, the Goonies. Her video yeah, for, yeah. The, for the Goonies? Yeah. Where it's got Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. And it's got the Iron Sheik and Roddy <laughs> Rowdy Piper. The whole rock and wrestling connection, man. It's, it's every wrestler from that era shows up in that yeah. video. And then the kids from the Goonies are also it in was, it. it. was That was the first, that was the beginning of wrestling becoming a, a global phenomenon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty entertaining <laughs> stuff. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. All righty. And now the time has come. We're going to take a short break. We're going to mix together these uh, milkshakes, and then we'll be right back. So please hold. We know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. And we're back, and it's time for today's Munchin' Monday. It's just another Munchin' Monday. 
fun day Maybe something on a fun day I hope I don't get the runs day It's just another Munchin' Monday Just the way McDonald's used to make them We are sampling today's potato shakes um, This is uh, not going to be good for those of you who are two, three, and four-star generals, of course, you can watch the video version of this segment uh, via Patreon. Um, showing it to the camera right now, you can see it's frosty and thick. Very thick. And it's uh, just like McDonald's used to make like it. it. It's time for us mm. to sample them now and see. Very Eddie got the full one. I got the full one, thank you. Because I know he loves it. And so uh, this is going to be a quickie today. We're just going to sample this and see how it goes, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Three, two... Oh my god. That's so, that's so bad. Oh my oh, god. So, it's so oh. it's so chalky. It's so potatoey. So it's vanilla potatoey. That's not good. That's that's not good. McDonald's would not stay in business long <laughs> with that formula. Oh man. Maybe put too much potato in. I uh, wanted to keep it thick, though. You don't want it to melt. You must have put a bunch of potato in to keep it thick so whole, it wouldn't melt on you. It's a whole lot of potato. It's very potatoey. Mm. <laughs> Imagine... You should put some ketchup in it. That might help. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't chocolatize it because then <laughs> you just taste chocolate. But you really got to hit a potato oh. off of uh, of that shake. You got a lot of potato. Yeah. Whew. We're not having a good run here. Oh. On the uh, on the old Munchin Monday, we mm. still have pemmican coming up and uh, raw corn too. So stick around from Monday Ooh. to Monday. Why don't you take another big swig? <laughs> I gave you the big one so you could enjoy it. Yeah, that's good, huh? Oh, oh. you got a milk mustache. I shouldn't have done that. It's mm. so potatoey. Mm. No, <laughs> why did I do it? Why did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> that's it for today's Munchin Monday. <laughs> I don't eat fungus. I don't like it. I did the thought of it makes me sick. testicles are just all all right. It's like all up in my gums. It's like potato. Like, Yeah, that coats your mouth. That would be a good protection against poisoning because you coat your stomach and your throat with uh, potatoes and vanilla. Although it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it's the texture, rancid, the texture but it, is awful. It's pretty gritty in your mouth. It sure is. Mm. Well, there you go, boys and girls. That is today's Munchin' Monday and today's show. Thank you so much for coming by and spending some time with us today. Hope you'll come back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. Of course, Tuesdays, we take a look at a TV theme song that you know and love with TV Tunes Tuesday. All your phone calls as well, more entertainment news, and more fun to be had. But we need you to stay healthy so you can come back, okay? So first things first. Stay the fuck at home. Okay, make sure you wash your hands. I can't speak. My mouth's not working You're, with it's that stuff. It's drying up. It's, it's absorbing all the moisture. It is. Uh, don't forget. Stay Good in the hood. That's right. And stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. Right. So we will see you guys tomorrow for sure. Never forget, unlike this shake, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye.